What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 28 of the Potscast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my good friends, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And Pixelpar. Hey, guys. On this week's show, we're talking about Pokemon, Pokemon, and Pokemon. Plus some other stuff, but I'm not nearly as interested in talking about any of that. I'm so nice to just say Pokemon. I ju- it's just Pokemon in all caps over and over again. Like, I'm having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Oh my god, Steve actually did it. He actually <laughs> took the notes away. No! You wild man! Wait, well, go back. Okay, there we go. That's better. Um, Alright, so yeah, we'll kick the show off by uh, the way we sometimes do, by talking about what we're playing this week. And uh, I didn't write anything down on the notes, but I actually played two new games this week. Um, neither Brothers, of them... a tale of two sons. No, 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 not neither of them oh. were the game that we were supposed oh. to play for our game club this week. No, yeah. Pixel okay. didn't either, though, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw him under the bus as well. Yeah, you can't prove it. I can talk all about the game. You can't prove it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I fucked that up. Sorry. Uh, we will definitely come back to that next week. Oh, he's definitely not coming next week. Next week's E3. Okay, two weeks. <laughs> and we'll do our... By the time we've forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And, I, and only Steve's played it. Perfect. Uh, but I did get a chance to play a little bit of Gato Roboto, which we talked about last week. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely digging it so far. It's very cute. And uh, I, I love the aesthetic. It There are things about the way it plays that I don't love from a control standpoint. I feel like it's like a little bit. It's like a little bit floaty for me. Okay. But I don't I don't dislike it. While you're in the Mexi or both. Like, when you're in the cat, like, you move super quick, and it's very, like, janky a little bit. But Mm -hmm. um, I'm just not used to it yet, I guess. Okay. But I like it. I definitely like it. Have you still been... Are you put more time into it? I finished it. Oh, all right. Are you reviewing it, or...? I am, but I haven't written my review because I spent too long drawing Steve as Link. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Good use of your time. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. I, I didn't find it floaty at all. I found it, you know, kind of sweet spot. It's not a very long game, which is slightly disappointing, but it's so cheap that it kind of it makes sense that it isn't yeah. such a huge game. Like I'm like Hollow Knight really spoiled us with length of game to, you know, price of game. Sure. But I think Gato Roboto's got like the perfect price point for how long it is. And it's really fun. I also just, I like a short game at the, in my old age. It's nice to finish something and be like, cool, that was an experience, and then move on. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it has like a clear and present endpoint is like a good thing for me. It's like how I felt about Minute. Like, I was like, at the end, I was like, oh man, I wish this had been longer. But then I'm like, but it's done, and that's kind of nice. Yeah. Like, the options there to speed run, oh, both actually, Minute and Gato. Um, they both kind of got speedrun options because there's a timer going on the whole time. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to replay, you can kind of take that route. But I'm playing Skyrim as well on PS4 still, so I really didn't want another game that was going to last forever Yeah. at the same time as that, you know, so it fit in perfectly. So you, so you didn't end up double dipping? No, not yet. Probably because I've got so far on the PS4 version. How yeah. far are you? Where are you? Because last oh, time you God. haven't got that far, you hadn't even decided who you were going to align with. So I've I've aligned with I forgot what they're called Storm Cloaks, Storm Cloaks? Is that right? yeah oh yeah that's yeah. okay then yeah we that's can be that's friends. that's the right side of history yeah the and true the met, true owners of the true game. people of Skyrim and I met that of a dragonborn guy who steals your dragon souls and he's a dick <laughs> all right so you're making it your way and his name's Gary 
Gary? <laughs> yeah, like Pokemon. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Gary the Dragonborn. He wants to be the very best. <laughs> like no one ever was. Speaking of PlayStation games, I won't talk about it too much, but I did finally finish Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, You've done. No spoilers. Like, done, I'm done. Still, no spoilers. I'm still at credits, straw- Strawberry Place. I'm still at Strawberry Place. You ever going to play it? No, probably not. No. It didn't I'm click gonna, with me. I'm just going to message you... I'm going to message you the ending. No. Like, randomly that's, one that's day. That's mean. What difference does it make if you're never going to play it? Well, I might play it at some point. It's just that it's too, <laughs> it was too intimidatingly long. And It's long. And I just didn't chow and didn't click with me. I don't know. Something about it didn't feel right to me. The fact that it took me until June to finish it blows my fucking mind. I'm just like, where did the last year of my life go? <laughs> How is it June? I don't know, dude. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary, and it may- it's weird. Yeah. Does when is our one-year anniversary? I don't know. You set the site up. How it's would in, we know? Isn't it in July? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's July or August. It's in the summer. I don't think it, we covered E3 last year. No, so. it was after E3. We joined in the fall, and it had only been up for like a month at that point. So Did we join in the fall? I think technically we joined in the summer. Maybe we joined in like August. I don't know. We'll have to look at time codes. Somebody figure that out for me. Uh, but the other thing I played this week that I wanted to touch on was uh, another indie called Ape Out. I know we've talked about it in the past at some capacity. Um, mm-hmm. How much, I don't really remember. But uh, it's a really, really fun... Um, it's not a roguelike, because it's like... You don't... Is the, isn't that this the one that's like Hotline Miami, but a bit more musical? Yeah, it's like it's the Hotline Miami kind of game where like you play the ape and you're trapped in a building and you need to escape and it has that dynamic soundtrack. I remember you guys were really impressed by that. Where it like has like it's like jazz drumming and like every time you like hit a, a person cuz like the whole thing is like you're this ape and it's this isometric view and you're like moving through these environments and you can either like shove people into walls or grab them and use them as a shield and whenever you grab them they'll fire their gun once. So you can kind of like grab, have them shoot and throw them or whatever. So like as you're doing those things, the the music reacts to what you're doing. So if it's like, you know, if the drum track is like, like when you hit somebody, it'll be like, and like throws in all the, it's very cool. And like you get into a really good rhythm with it and it just, it feels awesome. And uh, Do you find yourself just doing stuff to make like the music go? You like... You can just do stuff, but it only, like, the music only goes when you do something that has a reaction. So, like, if I'm just, like, spamming the hit button, it's not just, like, spamming a symbol. It's, like, if you hit somebody and they go into a wall, then it'll do it. If you grab somebody and they shoot, it'll do something. Like, so it's only when you actually, like, do a physical action when it makes sense. Okay. It works surprisingly well. That's another Devolver digital game as well, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. And I, it's got it's got some pretty good pedigree on it. Um, like, the three guys who worked on it together are all, like, pretty... Like, they've worked on a few other really significant indie games. Like, uh, do you remember that game was, like, getting over it with Baden Fedic or whatever? Like, it was, like, that goofy game with, like, the guy in a pot. And he had, like, a... Like a pickaxe, and like is like a you just have to like keep going. You guys remember that? No, it's like a big meme game. Um, that guy worked on this. 
That would be a much more interesting factoid if you knew the game I was talking about. (laughs) Ape Out. It's really good. You should play it, everyone. Is it on the Devolver sale? It was, yeah. I don't know if the sale is still going on or if it will still be going on by the time this is released, but I bought it and Gato um, during the Devolver sale on Switch. I really want to pick up Piku Niki. Oh, yeah, get it. It's really I fun. I almost grabbed it, but I was like, I don't need another tiny indie like puzzler right now. Like, Let me finish some of these games first. And Katana Zero is on sale as well. I think I might just go grab a load of them today, actually, before the sale ends. I think it goes on for this week, so by nice. the time you listen to this, it should still be on. Hopefully. hopefully. Yeah, I just I literally just dropped 20 bucks like into my uh, eShop account and then used all the gold coins I got from all the uh, Devolver games to buy Brothers. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve, what were you saying? No, it's all right, Matt. Okay. Look how disappointed he is. I know. No, he sorry, betrayed. I'm so upset. Reading an email. All right, well, fine. So what have you been playing this week, Steve? I've been playing Brothers Tell Us Who Sons. Oh, we're not going to talk about of. that. We're not going to talk about that. Why are we not talking about that? <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. So in two weeks... I just give my first impressions. I didn't realize as soon when I, I think I said to you on Slack that I, I was controlling both of the characters. <laughs> so like I yelled out loud oh shit I'm controlling both of them because I accidentally touched the right stick and the other guy moved it's quite confusing to remember which it's taking like I often find that like one of them's going off in a random direction so I ha- and like my brain has to keep the little kid on the right hand side of the screen and the <laughs> bigger kid on the left hand side of the screen or my fingers can't control them That's properly so with the sticks the way I tackled it was I always had one in front and one behind. Ah, uh, yeah, that's another good way of doing it, yeah. Because then you can go left or right, but as long as the front person's further forward than the other person, you know mm-hmm. which stick it is. That's a good call. So I, 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 do, I do like it, and it is fun how there's all these little interactions that you go go through the game. Like, um, I, I love the fact that the little kid can't swim, so he has to, like, hold cling on to his brother as he swims across the place. And, mm-hmm. uh, like the the older brother's more polite but then the little kid will just like you know slap some guy's ass or throw something <laughs> in their what? face or whatever uh to go to go like do things that you need to do in order to solve the puzzles as you go through the game um i've just finished chapter th- two i think which is coming out of the cave thing okay I'm loving this because Pete's getting all the spoilers. No, wait a minute. Shut up. My girlfriend texted me when we were talking about Skyrim, which I I know I mentioned on this show as her favorite game. And she goes, oh, my God, shut up. You're dumb. There was validation on both sides. The Stormcloaks were super unorganized. (laughs) (laughs) She's just listening to you from another room. Yeah, she was just. She must have been. I think she's gone now for work, but she must have been upstairs getting ready. Uh. Or in the kitchen or whatever, and she could just <laughs> just hear me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. But no, the Imperials are wrong. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, I've just finished chapter two, so we'll I'll continue it for a week after next. Oh, you didn't even finish you... it? No. <laughs> fine. What? We're fine. Uh, how 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 far away am I from the end? I thought I had to finish the whole game. If I'd known I only I had to do a chapter, I would have done yet. it. Yeah, I'm not even half yet, halfway yet. All right, great. Well, great. But you're right about the visual downgrades. It doesn't look as good as the screenshots. It's really a bummer. I didn't know that it was the mobile version until I had already paid for it. 
Yeah, they've ported the Android version over to Switch instead of down. Well, instead of the PS4 version or PC version, Whack. which is slightly disappointing. But it's fine because I'm playing it entirely handheld. It feels like a game that's great for handheld. Yeah, but it's so it's it's so beautiful on PC. Like, oh, is it? It does look really nice. Like, obviously, it's quite an old game, but it still looked really, really good. Looking at the screenshots, the actual screenshots of the Switch version, it's quite disappointing. Ah, I hate to hear that. But the gameplay is still the same, so you know. Yeah, we all know the difference. Really enjoyable. Um, I mean, I'm looking at some screenshots on Steam, and really it's like a bit of a lighting downgrade, and some of the models aren't quite as detailed, but otherwise it doesn't look too different. Mm, I maybe, guess maybe it's I'm mainly the lighting. rose-tinted glasses. I mean, Perhaps. yeah, it could be that the Steam screenshots are old as well, and if you run it on a more modern PC, since the screenshots were taken, it might look better. Well, we'll have to talk about it in two weeks when we've all played it. Will you, will you both be playing it? You're not getting it, Pixel. I, I paid for it. I'm definitely going to play it. Yeah, I'll I play played it. For, I've played it twice, not on the Switch, so I know okay. all about the game anyway. But I, I might play it again if I'm not too put off by the potato um, graphics. I don't, I don't know that it's a game I'd want to play again. It feels like a movie. You know, like you you don't want to play it too many times. We'll say we'll save that conversation in two weeks. We'll see how you feel about it at the end of the journey. <laughs> All right, so jumping right into the news this week. Uh, there's not a lot on this list, but there's some meaty items. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, the first thing we'll talk about before we get into the Pokemon press conference and direct in the main topic uh, is that Cadence of Hyrule has seemingly had a second release date confirmed. After last week, we talked about the fact that it seemed pretty, sh- pretty like definite that it was coming out in uh, May. Now we've got a new June release date, uh, which seems to, you know, maybe point to, uh, you know, maybe it's E3 season. Maybe we're going to be getting it around then. I don't know. But it says June 20th in the metadata. So I don't think we're going to get a shadow drop. But part of me is just like holding on to it that this is wrong too. And that they're going to be like Cadence of Hyrule available now. No, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I hope so. Yeah, definitely. Because how great would that be? Right after we record our our watch along of the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, I won't be doing anything else. I'll be downloading Cadence of Hyrule and then you guys can cover everything else because I'm going to play this. Yeah, no, you and I are going to just stream that while we let the B team write all the articles, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Pixel's going to write the articles for us. Are you putting me in the B team now? (laughs) Well, no. Somebody has to work. Apparently, work is more important than E3. You're feeding your family. More important than watching E3 live with me and Steve. So I wouldn't say you're the B team, but I mean, like, you're definitely not the A team on that day. That's, I mean. Well, what can I say? (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) Fuck, shit. (laughs) But I I honestly do think Cadence of Hyrule is going to be an E3 drop because it's officially confirmed for June, but the metadata on the eShop says the 20th of June. And the reason I think it says that is because they knew people were looking. They already had people go, oh, it's the 30th of May. They would have changed that knowingly. They're not going to change it to the right date, are they? Right. Knowing that everyone's looking at it. They're going to change it to the last available date, which is June the 21st. So they put it as June the 20th. I think that makes a lot of sense. I definitely think it's an E3 drop because, you know, there's no physical release as far as we know. It's the perfect game just to go available now. Also, like, June 20th seems unlikely to me because that's a Thursday. 
and Nintendo doesn't generally generally release their games on Thursdays. It's technically not their game, though. Yeah, it is. It's, they're publishing it. No, they're not. They're not? How are not they not? Not according to the, not according to the, the picture. Well, Spike Chunsoft. Yeah, and Brace uh, Yourself publishing Games. Publishing it in Japan. Well, Brace Yourself Games is the developer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Spike Chunsoft is a publisher for Japan. I'm not sure who the publisher in Europe or US is. That doesn't but make... it's, it's not published by Nintendo in, in Japan, at least, anyway. That's deeply confusing to me. You don't think it's like a double publishing thing? I have no idea. That's so it's weird. It's very strange, though, that they wouldn't publish an, a Zelda game. They've just got Nintendo on it because it's got a Nintendo IP in it. Well, of course. But yeah, that's why I feel like it should. they should be the ones publishing it. Well, not necessarily. It's, all they've done is taken the IP and applied it to Cryptids and Necrodancer. It's like having you know Link in Skyrim. I know this is a bit further gone because they've redone the entire game. Yeah, because it's the Zelda. whole game, though. Yeah, who, who published Hyrule Warriors? Nintendo. Did they? Yeah, I think so. Hold on, it looks like Steve's Googling. I am Googling. It was published by Nintendo uh, in Worldwide and in Japan, Koei Tecmo. Oh, okay, so it could be a similar situation. Spike Chunsoft, Japan, Nintendo, the rest of the world. I think it seems that way because I'm on Nintendo.com's page for it right now and it says Nintendo's the publisher. And um, what was the name of the the one you just... Spike Chunsoft, they're, they already have, they're their, not even they have their own page up. Yeah, they're not even named on this page. So okay. I wonder if it is like uh, in Japan. I really hope that Japan don't get a physical release and the rest of us... Oh, I'd be importing it if they do. Yeah, I would too, but... I, yeah, I'd definitely like yeah. a physical release of this one. Yeah. If it's uh, if it's uh, Nintendo publishing it here, we won't get a physical release, I don't think. It'll be the same as, say, Snipperclips. Maybe we'll get Cadence Hyrule Plus in a couple of uh, months. Well, they could bundle it with Crypt of the Necrodancer, because they've got a couple of Crypt of the Necrodancers out on Switch. That would be yeah, cool. Yeah, but Crypt of the Necrodancer, who published that, if it was Spike Chunsoft, then you'll probably get that in japan but you wouldn't get it anywhere else because it's a mm. completely different publisher yeah i don't know i don't know it's interesting because you'd think nintendo and them would like work together on that you know i don't know i was reading an i was reading an interview with um i'm not sure who it was from the development team but it was on the interview it was a japanese interview on four gamer and they said that this is the first time in like the crypt of the necrodancer type game that they've actually done combat on like raised terrain so the Zelda game will have like raised terrain. Um, yeah. So I I I hope that this one's a, ju- a, a E3 release. I would love to be able to shoot some some let's plays or, or stream it with you, Steve, on uh, on E3 day. So fingers it is crossed. Multiplayer. It does. It has multiplayer. I'm not sure it's got. Is online it online? Yeah, I, I think it might be local only. I bet it's local only. We'll have to see. Yeah. Right, and the latency on that online would be difficult to solve. Yeah. Like jumping at the right time online. I don't know, like Splatoon 2 and stuff, they do it. Yeah, it's not good that point. bad. Yeah. It's certainly not impossible. But I feel like with uh, with a rhythm game, I could see that like any amount of latency is going to be like a real problem. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. it is a rhythm game. Um, I always forget like, looking at the screenshots just because it looks so... It looks Good. so Zelda. Like Zelda yeah. 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 Yeah, so I don't know. We'll have to see on that one. But uh hopefully we'll be able to talk about it next week once we uh once we get our hands on it. Uh so then next up we've got the um 
the group of like D and D CRPGs that, that are coming to Switch that we talked about, you know, a while back, you know, but like your Baldur's Gates, your uh, 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 Neverwinter Nights, all, all those types of games um, are getting. You've got the best one, Icewind Dale. Icewind Dale, yeah, and Planescape Torment. Right, so you know the, the the annoying thing is the two games I want are separated. Which so two? maybe they did it on purpose. They are doing it on purpose, I'm sure. Well, they've put Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate Two together as a physical release, which is great, okay. makes sense. Except I want Baldur's Gate Two and Icewind Dale because Baldur's Gate itself is meh. Mm. It's alright, but it's not what? the best. I've not played any of these. Why is, is it Never Wind Nights? Is that right? Uh, Never Winter Nights. Why yeah. is that on its own and the others bundled? I, I think because the other ones are kind of similar games and sequels, sort of sequels to one another. Okay. Um, but, yeah, Never Winter Nights, I believe, is its own own standalone thing. I've never played it. It's the, it's the one of the... I've played Baldur's Gate 2 and Icewind Dale. I've not played um, Planet Planescape Torment either. Will you be picking these up? I know you had some issues with the pricing yes, I here. Do. $50 is a lot of money for two very, very old games. A lot of money. Is it? They're remasters. I know they've been updated, but I could pick these up on my iPad for $5 a piece. So how is it really any different? to Are the they the enhanced editions? Yes, they are the enhanced editions. Oh, okay. Made by Beamdog. I don't know. I, 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 I guess I feel like I have a hard time agreeing with you because we paid 20 bucks for Katamari which is a game that you can beat in, like, a weekend, and these are, like, 60-hour RPGs, yeah. aren't they? No, they're not missing. They're not 60 hours. You can probably get through them in, in 20, 20 okay. hours, but still fairly long games. So, according to Beamdog, like, these enhanced editions, I'm going to run this past you to see if... Because I guess you've played the iPad versions? I have played the iPad version of Baldur's Gate, yeah. Okay, so, according to Beamdog, the Switch versions have widescreen display. Mm-hmm. Is that an option on... Well, the iPad's 4x3, so it makes uh, no difference. Okay. Redesign UI and controls tailored to consoles. So I guess yeah. the iPad doesn't have no. that. Um, and there's new character customization options and dialogue. Yeah, the, the character customizations, I believe, they lifted it from Baldur's Gate 2 and added it to Baldur's Gate. So they okay. added those character customizations in Baldur's Gate 2. So the fact that they've improved this, the, the original game is nice. Um, I don't know. I just I have issue with spending that much money on very old games. That's that's RRP though. Like guaranteed, we'll be able to pick it up if for I like thirty quid. If I can pick them up for say thirty quid, then I probably will get the Baldur's Gate bundle. Yeah, you wait for a sale, like yeah. And but... and I hope they price them separately on the eShop as well because I may just pick up Baldur's Gate two. That that's already been confirmed. There'd be individual downloads. Okay, there you go. So uh, so even that way, you could save a good amount of money. Yeah, yeah, so I, I didn't even really, like, get through the meat of this story, but, like, just the headline here of before, like, Steve was very excited to talk about this, as you could tell, um, <laughs> that we are getting three physical releases of these games, and they're going yeah, to be sorry, bundled. Yeah. So, no, that's, that's okay. Uh, so the first remaster is going to be Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition uh, with Baldur's Gate 2, and then um, the Siege of D- Dragonspear expansion will also be included there. Um and then uh, Beamdog has confirmed that there's going to be new and original content like on the disc to bridge those two games together to make it like a more cohesive experience. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, the second release is going to be Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition and Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition. And we'll have all the DLC for both of them. 
Um, and that's set to launch. Both this and the Boulder's Gate one are set to launch on November. I'm sorry, September 24th in North America and September 27th in other territories. So for uh, you, you uh, UK boys, that'll be the 27th. And then the third release is going to be the Neverwinter Nights one, which is like just Neverwinter Nights, not packaged with anything else. And that's coming on December 3rd in North America and December 6th for the rest of the world uh, with all DLC included as well. So, um, yeah, obviously a lot of content here, and I don't know, if I have time, I think I'd like to try and dive into at least one or two of these. I want to know how big these files are, and if they could have released them all as one big Oh, release. they absolutely could have. You think? Yeah, they absolutely mm. could have, yeah. That bugs me. If that's the case, and especially with Baldur's Gate 1, 2, and the other two ones coming out on the same date, if they could have crammed them into the same cart, mm, that's going to... I don't know that you could. Annoy me. I mean, we'll we'll have to see how much big they are. But I mean, if if each game was like five gigs, that would be yeah, enough for the twenty-five. I don't even think they're five gigs. Let me have, let me. I'm gonna check on Beamdog. It would make sense if they weren't because they're old. But basically, based on the pricing of like the licensing pricing and stuff of Nintendo carts, if they can all fit on under sixteen gigabytes, then the the costs kind of the excess cost to put them on one cart would only be a couple of euros at most uh they're about two gigabytes each by the looks of it okay on windows two uh... so you there'll be like 10 gigs so they've they've decided not to go to 16 gig cart and go with two eights instead mm-hmm. which is a marginal price difference so that's kind of yeah it's annoying yeah but i mean like i come on like that's the kind of thing where it's like well you think they're going to give you all five of these games for 50 bucks or 60 bucks like that was never gonna ten, happen. Ten they, bucks a they, game makes sense. They do sell. You just them said it was fine to sell site. them for twenty. Huh? Didn't you just say that Steve? Like, weren't you just criticizing Steve for saying that it was like too expensive? Yeah, but right. So the marginal difference between the price of production for a physical game, there is literally like one or two euros at most between production cost if they put them all on the same cart. So if they'd gone that way, they could have charged $60 and made probably a bigger profit margin. Hmm. All right. You know? I see what you're saying, yeah. Uh, I think most people are going to want, if they're fans of the series, they'll want Baldur's Gate and they'll want Icewind Dale. And the fact that they've split the two means you're going to have to pick up two two yeah. cartridges. It would, yeah. Which is I feel a, like, which I feel like there's almost no way that they make less money by this being on three cards than if they gave it all of us and all, all of no. it on one. They haven't announced the digital pricing either, so it might literally be like five dollars for an individual download. No, I can't see that. If you buy them on Steam, they're twenty dollars each. They're gonna be, okay. They're gonna be twenty bucks each, I think. Yeah, they're gonna be twenty dollars. Um, which I, that I'll seems that seems like a reasonable yeah. price. I'm just gonna suck it up and buy them. And but I'm very excited about it. if you haven't seen the news that Larian Studios may be developing Baldur's Gate three. If you see yeah, the news of this. Mm-hmm. very cool news. I know. Yeah, I couldn't be more excited. That's the Pillars of Eternity people, right? No, that's um, Pillars of Eternity is Obsidian. Larian is oh. the um, developers of. Oh shit! The name has escaped me. I've not played that one. But it's the guy that always shouts about cheese. Uh, Divinity Original Sin and Divinity okay. Original Sin 2. There you go. I was like, and there's that, the guy in the market and he's always shouting about how you should go buy some cheese. 
<laughs> They're so good, you need to play them. Game Club. Game Club. I've not played either. You haven't played Divinity Original Sin or 3 or 2? Well, I hadn't played Skyrim until like years yeah, ago. until that point. You know, recently. Uh, Divinity Original Sin is better playing with someone else. If your other half is into this kind of game, it would be a good one to play. I played it. I played it a bit on PC with one of my friends, and I liked it quite a bit. We just never found the time yeah. to finish it. Original Sin Two, I believe, is is like written by Chris Avalon of uh, Fallout fame. Oh, so cool. I don't. I, I didn't enjoy Fallout games I played. So yeah, that's the original not a selling ones. point to me. The original ones, <laughs> one and two. Okay. So uh, moving right along in why though news. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is getting a Labo <laughs> VR mode because no, the it's last a Labo VR mode. the last two that they made were so good. So, yeah, this is this is this is like the dumbest thing. I'm I'm guessing neither of you tried it though, right? The VR. No, neither of you had the no. VR kit. I was I was already not interested in it because of the technical limitations, and then when everybody was like, "Yeah, no, it's giving me headaches and it made me throw up," I was like, "Good, I'm glad I didn't waste seventy dollars on this cardboard." Yeah, so, yeah, that's probably the vocal minority though, and they'd be the same people that get sick playing any VR. Yeah. I get sick playing PlayStation VR. It's horrible. I have felt sick playing PlayStation VR, so I'm not about to try and play fucking 360p Breath of the Wild VR that I have to hold physically hold on my face. Hey, apparently it goes up to 720p around the edges. Ooh, you know? around the edges. Whatever. Around the edges. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't care. I'm not interested in that <laughs> at all. Uh, but we have the uh, 3.1 update coming to uh, Smash. So yeah, It's already out. Oh, it's already, oh, it already out. dropped. Okay. Yeah, so ages ago. Shows how much I've been playing Smash lately. Uh, so that that added this, this VR mode uh, where... You know, you can just like you just see the game in close Free to your cardboard. face. That's it. <laughs> like it's not anything crazy. It's literally just yeah. It's not even like there's any head tracking or anything. Which no, would have been it's cool. literally. You know what would be a better game for this is Arms. Like at yeah. least Arms, it's that first person perspective. Yeah, and but you, you, have it on you your wouldn't face. be able to hold it. And I mean, I guess you could use the controller, but that's the same thing that you have to do with this. Yeah. You have to hold it and use the sticks while it's on your face. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. It's really a terrible yeah. idea. I don't. That's actually genius. If they'd done this with a head strap and released it when they released Arms, that would have been that would have sold loads. So yeah, give me a job, Nintendo. But it's, it's, as far as this <laughs> is like, this is I don't. This is stupid, and I don't care about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Next. Uh, so moving right along, because I just I got I I can't pretend to care. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of the headsets, I saw one on AliExpress, a plastic one for like five quid. So I'm thinking I might just yeah. get the Labo VR headset from AliExpress and then try these modes out. Do it, man. You don't need the software for it, do you? No. Yo, let's YouTube video, Steve. YouTube video. <laughs> let's do it. Let's just do vomiting it. Vomiting everywhere. Yeah. Just get your boyfriend to uh, to record you. <laughs> All right, so moving right along, uh, right on the uh, you know c- coming up on the hot on the heels of E three, uh, GameStop has added twenty one upcoming Nintendo Switch games to their system before E three. Uh, so clearly prepping for something big here. Um, twenty one games though. What do you guys make of that number? 
Like, do you I, think? Do you think? I think so. Like, we already know Darksiders Two is coming, right? So that's sure. one of the games. Um, these Baldur's Gate and those releases could be included in this. They just might not have, mm-hmm. you know, enabled them on the system yet. Mm-hmm. The one that's really got my interest, and the fact we're recording our main topic later in the week after the direct, because I'm ruining the uh, ruining the illusion. The magic here, of but, editing. Yeah, we're recording this before the direct, and then we'll be recording the last bit after. That two hundred dollar listing could be something to do with Pokemon yeah, Sword and Pokemon I, I, Shield. I, yeah, I feel like it's pretty like pretty safe bet to say that that's like a Pokemon Sword and Shield bundle. There's also eighty nine dollar ones. And do you remember that listing we saw um I think it was a French distributor ages ago where they were saying, Oh, you can buy Pokemon Sword with the Pokeball and Pokemon Shield with the Pokeball. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's what the $89 ones are. Yeah, they, but there's only one game at that, not two. Oh, is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of all 21. Yeah, yeah one says... game at $89.99 and one game at $199.99. So if there was okay. two games for $90, it would make sense. But I do think the bundle some hardware with it for that price is probably what it's going to be. Apparently, that's just software. The 199 is just a software release, apparently. Mm, I can't. It could be a bug. It could be a bug. I can't see be it being. It can't. It, there's no way that there's a game that's two hundred dollars with nothing physical. The only other game I've seen that's been priced similarly to that was the special edition Super Smash Brothers one they did it in Japan, which came with all of the amiibo. So you got one of sure. every amiibo that came with um, with Smash. Okay, I'm just checking because obviously we had the Bio Mutant rumors. I'm just checking how much their special edition is. Ninety-nine pounds in the UK. So it could be, it could be a special edition. Well, pro- I mean, it probably is a special did, edition. Did you guys, did you guys see the joke that Dan put in the article? I'm like, I was like no. referencing it. He goes, "It's no leap in logic to believe that the higher price games are special editions, with the latter title possibly including an actual twenty carat Joy-Con. One can dream." <laughs> like what the I, fuck, Dan? <laughs> uh, I edited that. I put that in. <laughs> <laughs> um that's hilarious but yeah so there's there's the unknown uh there's a 40 dollar one that has a october 18th release date and then one game price at 49.99 as well so there's so I'm like in the two october one is luigi's mansion what what was that you think the october's the... gonna be luigi's mansion you think yeah I, why would it be oh, 40 dollars is too cheap though yeah that's too cheap that's a uh, you, know what I think, you know what I think that is? I think that's Zelda. No way. Yeah. Not in October. I think Zelda's their Christmas title, and I don't think they're charging $40 for it. I think they're charging, I think they're charging at either $50 or $60 for Zelda. You think? No, I, I reckon they're going low because it's a remake. Well, and it's like a more 3DS kind of title. I mean, it could be a 3DS game. No. It probably was a 3DS game initially. You know what? You know what a $200 one could be? What? Special edition of Witcher 3 with, you know, all the bells and whistles and a figurine. And... <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. They bet they really, they, oh, it better come to Switch because I need you guys to play it just so I can convince you how wrong you've been. Are you going to send that... me a copy? Because otherwise, I don't know, man. What if one of them's Pikmin? $200 Pikmin game. Mm. Would you what buy it? Actually... Yeah. It's, it pick, it's just Pikmin figures. 5. We skip 4. $200 right now, you can get Pikmin 5. I'm sold. I'm in. 
unsolved. The forty dollar title could be some another port as well, like um, Wind Waker. Oh, I go for Wind Waker. I love Wind Waker. Wouldn't that be sixty bucks though? All those ports have been sixty bucks. Mm, no, they but haven't. With, like Tropical Freeze and stuff wasn't sixty dollars, wasn't it? I think it was fifty. What were the top selling Wii games? Wii or Wii U? Wii U, sorry. You know what I mean. Wii U, Wii U. Uh, let's have a look at the investors. Thing, I think they've they got to... most of them, apart from Pikmin, haven't they? And um, Met- probably Metroid Prime Trilogy. Oh, you know the eighty-nine dollar. That could be the Prime Trilogy. You think the Prime Trilogy? Dollars? No way. Bucks? No way. If they do a Prime Trilogy, they're definitely doing a collector's edition. They'll do a collector's edition if they do a trilogy game. Surely. No, because they've already released Metroid Prime Trilogy. This is a port. Yeah, but it's a Switch port. Mm. I don't know, man. I'm not buying that. Yeah, I'm not buying that one either. So the the top out of all the top selling Wii U games that they haven't ported to Switch yet, we've got Super Mario 3D World. Don't think we're getting that. Splatoon, which we're not going to get because we had Splatoon 2. You don't think we'll get 3D World? I feel like no, because they're just they're just bundling 3D World assets into Mario Maker, and they're just going to go, yeah, you can just that that'll do. Uh, the, ne- the next viable one. So I'll go through the list. We've got Mario Kart 8 done, 3D World maybe. New Super Mario Bros. U, done. Smash Bros, not going to happen. Nintendo Land, probably not going to happen. Splatoon, we've had a sequel. Super Mario Maker, we're getting a sequel. New Super Luigi U, that was included in the re-release. Next one's Wind Waker. Then Mario Party. So, it's got to be Wind Waker if they port again. Unless it's Pikmin. Maybe. We haven't gotten Pikmin 3. Maybe we'll just get Pikmin 4. Or, Or Pikmin Collection, though. I don't think that would be crazy. They did re-release one and two twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I think we'll get a Wind Waker port based on how they're going through the top seller list, re-releasing on Switch, and that's the next viable one out of the top 15. My only my only pause on the idea of a Wind Waker port is, like, that seems like a lot of Zelda, because we know that... Yeah. The, uh, Awakening is on the way, obviously. We have Cadence of Hyrule. We know that there's the Breath of the Wild sequel in the works. Like, where does Wind Waker slot into that? You know, do they really want to put out four Zelda titles in the next, like, two or three years? Like, I don't think that's crazy, but that seems like a little bit much. Maybe it's a Wii port, then. Well, I mean, I could go for Galaxy. Mario Galaxy, if you get that on here, that'd be lovely. I would love a Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2 port. That would be awesome. I think that's running on NVIDIA Shield already. It's already it? on it NVIDIA is. Shield in, in mm. China, yeah. So there might be some legwork already done towards... Give me that shit with no motion controls. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the other option is like a HD... Again, it's a Zelda title. We've got Skyward Sword, which hasn't had a re-release. That too, yeah. Um, 3D World. I think that could possibly come. I know you're doubting it, but I think that is an option. Well, I mean, there's a load of games they've announced, like Bayonetta 3. We've heard nothing on that. We don't... Um, like That could be one of the ones on, on here. I feel like we've um, got to see that at E3 this year, too. So that, that could well, be yeah, a I mean, bet. it's difficult because we've got Astral Chain coming. And it's like, do you mix that in with Bayonetta 3? So they're from the same studio. Bayonetta 3 will probably come first, though, don't you think? No, like Astral Chain's got a confirmed release date of this year. Hmm. How much are Joy-Cons in the US? They're 80 bucks for a pair, I think. 
because I don't know if you got it in the US, but in the UK, when they release snipper clips, a few months later they release snipper clips download code bundled with a Joy-Con. I wonder if Cadence of Hyrule might be in Europe because it's being published by Nintendo, and the US where it's being published by Nintendo might get a release as a code in a box with a Joy-Con as well, and that yeah. could be the eighty-nine dollar title. Hmm. We we also got Mario Party with two Joy Cons as well. I can't remember how much that was, but I could see that that being a decent price. Yeah, something mm. like that would make sense. Like another big multiplayer game where you get a Joy-Con in the game bundle. Because that's the only thing I think for $89, it's got to be either a collector's edition of something or a bundle. All right. I mean, I guess it could just be a special edition Joy-Con, but I think that would be $79. It's listed as software, though. That's the thing. There has okay. to be some software element with it. Yeah. Well, and also they've already said they're not releasing new hardware. Whether that includes accessories, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, when I hear new hardware, I think like new hardware, but that doesn't mean that's what they're thinking. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. This is an interesting one. It's an exciting E3 anyway. Like it's yeah. ne- it's next Tuesday. It's a week from the day we're recording. We'll know everything. This is the most excited I've been for a Nintendo E3 presentation in a few years, too, because I feel like it's the first one in a while where we don't know what they're going to have to show and like that there yeah. are secrets, there are potential new things that we can't even predict, whereas like at least the last two years, it's been like Mario or Zelda or Smash. Well, and, yeah. and last year's big surprise of like Fortnite coming was ruined, and it would, then the rest of it was pretty much Smash Brothers. It was a really... Yeah. mediocre presentation and it's like this year they've I, got the big one out of the way with pokemon which is coming i don't even necessarily feel like it was like mediocre in terms of like i that i didn't enjoy it it was just like if you're not a fan of smash brothers that was a very mediocre presentation yeah but even if you are it's just predictable yeah. right like when you know we have smash brothers you're like okay so we'll see characters and stages and sakurai will take us through some menus and then okay great like same with Zelda and Mario it's like you you have an idea of what a Mario conference looks like or a Zelda conference looks like and even if you want to see those games and you're excited for them there's something exciting about not knowing right and I it's been at least three years since that was the case for Nintendo so I'm, I'm going into this year with like nothing but like hype really because it's kind of like I really don't know what they're going to have to show for us and that to me is the most exciting part I think a big one is going to be Animal Crossing as a focus because they've already yeah. kind of put a teaser out for it. I fucking thinking hope about, so. Thinking about it, it could be like a game Amiibo package release, which would be the $89 one. Um, but I think Animal Crossing is probably going to be their spotlight game this year just because they're teasing it. They've been, they know people are waiting for it and they're not holding back on teasing at all. Well, I mean, and don't forget, it's not just going to be Nintendo that's going to be announcing games. There's the Ubisoft press conference, and they always, and well, at least for the last two years, they've announced games for Nintendo platforms, including we're probably going to see um, Dan- Just Dance 2020 for the Wii. Um, <laughs> Didn't they? We've already had the leak of, um, I forgot what it's called now. It was like the Roller Derby games coming to Switch. So that would be yeah. one of the listings. There's also uh, Bethesda, and, similar. Yeah, there's Bethesda, and, the, and I think Microsoft may have something yeah also i heard rumors that from software are bringing something to switch again as well um and that metal chaos xd or whatever it was was confirmed to be a typo so you know 
Can they it, sort the B and A button out this time though? Because pro- probably not. No, I couldn't get over how terrible that was. Anyway, that that twenty one game thing's turned into an E three discussion again. <laughs> it always comes back to E three, doesn't it? Hopefully, we'll have some answers in a couple of minutes when we would have already watched the direct, the Pokemon direct. That is. And now let's transfer to the future. <laughs> Welcome to the world of tomorrow! <laughs> we're back. It's the future, and we're here to talk about Pokemon! So, when we last left you, uh, we had teased that we would be talking about the Pokemon press conference, and that time... Like one yeah, second one ago. Yeah, one second ago, we teased that. And now it's here. Don't you love that? See, I'm, I'm trying to get in that mindset of just, you make the announcement, you release the game. You know, we don't, we don't need to tease it out all this time. It's here. We're ready to talk about it. So, the Pokemon press conference that happened last week, we had a few announcements, nothing too major, but definitely some stuff that's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Uh, so, I think the kind of the, the big headline that I saw making the most waves was the three new uh, mobile apps that they've announced that are all about Pokemon. One of which is a game, two of which are kind of like lifestyle apps. Uh, mm. <laughs> so, we have, well, so we'll get into it. Pokemon Home is going is the new kind of successor to the Pokemon Bank. Uh, so that's going to basically be an online cloud-based thing where you can, like, save all of your Pokemon across multiple games. If you transfer them from the old 3DS games, you won't be able to transfer them back. Uh, but on Switch, you'll be able to kind of, like, take them to and from. So very similar to how the Pokemon Bank worked with the, like, Ruby and Sapphire games and you know, all the GBA stuff that had to be transferred in that same way. So it, it very much just seems like kind of an evolution of of Pokemon Bank and fixing a lot of the problems that existed with it. Yeah, it connects directly with Pokemon Bank to do all the old games, doesn't it? Yes. And then they get pulled in and they're stuck there forever. Yeah. Yeah, so the only games it's two-way with is Sword and Shield, right? Right. So you can go from Let's Go to the bank, but then you lose it forever from Let's Go, and then you can import that into Sword and Shield. Nice and simple, then. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like once, once like Let's Go isn't like a, a newer game, like you know, from moving forward, it seems like it'll be pretty easy. I was quite surprised. I thought they would use Let's Go as kind of the PokeBank rather than making a new one. You thought that really? Yeah, because it, it can already do the stuff it needs to do. Let's go or go? Go. The mobile. Okay, yeah, you, you said let's yeah, go. Pokemon That's why I was go, confused. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did I? Oh, gee. Everything's called go now, I swear. Yeah, p- because Pokemon Go, you can swap between Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go already if you connect the app via Bluetooth. Yeah, that's just that, though. So, like, it doesn't mm. connect with the 3DS games and everything. So, I, I think this is very much like a catch-all. Because, like, it works with any of the 3DS games, it works with Pokemon Bank, it works with Pokemon Go, and it works with all the Switch stuff. So it's like, I feel like this is just the catch-all now, and moving forward, it'll be all in one system, you know? (laughs) You say that, they'll just make a new one in, like, two years' time and go, oh, this is a new Pokemon home. Don't say that! (laughs) One thing that I thought was interesting was, um, they said that there would be, like, there's a thing where... Groups of trainers could gather together and trade locally all at once as kind of like a yeah, mass something... trade. So that's kind of interesting. 
Yeah, I don't think that's something that's going to be there at launch. The way they mentioned it was like, we're working yeah. on this idea. So that might be something they add later. Mm. I'm really interested to see more about this. Like, I wonder if this is going to cost money because Pokemon Bank was like a $5 subscription that you had to like update or like they deleted your account and all your Pokemon. So I hope it's a little, <laughs> I hope it's a little more elegant than that. Yeah, it's strange to me that this is releasing in 2020 and it's not coming with Pokemon Sword and Shield. I thought they would want this I mean, I'm sure ready. they want it, but, you know, I guess they just couldn't couldn't pull it off in time, you know? Um, speaking of pulling things off in time, segues, uh, the, the other thing that they announced was a, an app called Pokemon Sleep, which... Uh, <laughs> I liked Mark, uh, one of the Loot Pots guys. His 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 headline for our article was aims to gamify sleeping, which is very much what this is. It's it's essentially a thing that interacts with the Pokemon. So they're launching a new item called the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Yeah, with the plus sign, not just the word plus. Go fuck yourself, Niantic. (laughs) What are you doing? Uh, So and they. Now, well, this isn't this isn't Niantic. So this is being done by Jump, um, Magikarp Jump developed oh, really? the select button. Oh. Mm-hmm. So pres- it's being supported by Niantic and uh, Nintendo and the Pokemon. That company. accessory is a Nintendo product, isn't it? Because isn't that like the sleep thing they were working on, like and patented like three years ago? I mean, I don't know because Pokemon Go Plus was a family a Niantic product, as far as I'm aware. And they licensed the shape from Google for the uh, <laughs> oh my god the pin. Map pin shape yeah yeah the map pin shape was licensed from Google well, I remember that either way Pokemon Sleep is a game that is going to record the amount of time you've slept and when you wake up will log the effects in the app's gameplay uh, so they haven't like talked about it like fully like what that really means but it very much seems like it's kind of creepy. Oh, it's creepy. Kind of creepy. No, I don't think it is creepy. I've used some sleep tracking apps, and I used to have... um, I used to use my Apple Watch for all the time to track my sleep. It's quite interesting. If anything was going to get me to track my sleep, it would be this. So I'll definitely try it and report back. Um, it's, It's an odd one. So you're gonna you're gonna invest in a Pokemon Go Plus? Maybe plus. I, I think I think what I'll probably do is do that and write something for the website and then write it off on my taxes. Yeah. So I don't have to actually yeah. pay for it. <laughs> it's a business expense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll we'll talk more about that one when there's more information. But it seems like you're gonna yeah. trade Pokemon in your sleep. Okay. Uh, so last up, um, probably the most significant announcement is the um, the. The Pokemon mobile game that's being worked on by DNA, which we've talked about a few times on the show at this point, um, when it was originally teased back in May. Uh, but now we know that that game is called Pokemon Masters and will be releasing for Android and iOS devices in 2019. And uh, apparently we're going to get more information in June. Um, but based on like what we know and what we saw, it's there, there wasn't a ton of like hard confirmation about what is going on in, in the gameplay. But uh, there are um, some screenshots that we've got up on our lootpots.com article where it literally just shows a bunch of the like significant trainers with their Pokemon and like in like a team battle. So it looks like it's like a three on three and like maybe each trainer or each gym leader 
Elite Four member or whatever, like, has a Pokemon or a signature Pokemon or whatever, and it's, like, these three-on-three trainer battles. I don't know, but it definitely looks far more akin to, like, classic turn-based Pokemon battling than we've ever seen in a, in a non-mainline series game. Yeah, I just wonder if you'll be able to, if there's a way from the battles, how you kind of level up and how you train and how you unlock the skills that your Pokemon will yeah. need in battle. There must be something more to the game other than just, it's just a battle. Uh, so I'll be interested to see what, what they announce in June. I'm kind of wondering if the battles are going to be how you make your Pokemon and stuff stronger and if the big mechanic is going to be like some like a gotcha thing where like you have to pay money or do some kind of in-game tasks so that you get a chance to roll and unlock new gym leaders or trainers or whoever and then those people expand your arsenal of usable Pokemon in battle. Yeah, I could see that. I'd be it would be a shame if they riddled this full of in-app purchases, but I, mean, I can I could see it. Yeah, it's yeah. a mobile game. I like anybody who looks at a mobile game and thinks that they're not getting those things is kidding themselves. The only time <laughs> Nintendo tried it it was Mario Run and it was a failure. So, I don't think we'll see them do the premium mobile thing again. Hey, we had it we had it on Mitomo, and that was a real success. Yeah, real success. Yeah, real success. Hey, I, I played Mitomo. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun visiting my friends' houses and taking weird pictures with them. It was bizarre. <laughs> a lot of fun with Mitomo for like two days while everyone was doing it, and then everybody stopped, and then it was dead. Yeah, that was about right. The voices were so weird in it. They were talking like this. Yeah, I had the deep one. It sounded like it sounded like the you know the frogs from Stardew Valley. Yeah, no, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> or like it sounded like uh, it sounded like Animal Crossing villagers like being played through like a uh, like a like a like a tape delay or something you know like like a Beatles record. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> moving along, moving along from the app side of things, we also got the announcement of a uh, Detective Pikachu sequel coming <clears throat> to Nintendo it. Switch. <clears throat> Called yeah, Pixel, you called this one, which is pretty awesome. I had no idea either. It's just like that's that's where they're gonna make money. Yeah. So no no real information about it other than the fact that it exists. Um so yeah. And it's being developed by creatures again. Yeah, yeah. by creatures again coming to yeah. coming to Switch. And they they claim it's gonna wrap up the story, which apparently I didn't realise I'm sure we had this discussion on the podcast that's never gonna be released. Uh, about uh, how the movie is the sa- wasn't the same story as the game. No, I mean it was, but only but kind it's, of. It's quite similar, but they they're they're saying they're going to wrap it up with a different storyline. Yeah, a, a satisfying story, yeah. a conclusion. From uh, from what I heard, I think there might be some kind of like a cliffhanger at the end of the original mm-hmm. that like lays the thread, and they're going to pick that that's, up. And that's what they said in the press release. Wrap it up. So that's going to be interesting. I don't know. Does that mean I have to go back and play the original on 3ds? Because I don't want to do that at all. I'm hoping they port it. I'm hoping we get that as like a little double pack, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, maybe. Um, so yeah, we'll talk more about that one, you know, when, when it comes around. But uh, then next up, we got the announcement that um, this really sick line of Pokemon dress shirts uh, are coming to the West. Because um, they've existed already. Like, these have been available. We've seen them before. Um Right, they were available in Japan already. They were yeah. available in Japan. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember seeing these like a while back. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then now they're coming, coming our way. Now they're coming to your closet. I'm gonna buy literally as many of them as I can. They're so. I knew it. I knew you were. They're so there. expensive. <laughs> How much are they? Uh, I'm trying to find the website. I remember being. They are seventy-eight pounds each. Yeah. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. Wow, dude. I will not be buying one of those. I'm, I'm definitely. <laughs> it's funny because when they first announced them, I only saw the image and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy all of them." And my friends were like, "Yeah, are you rich?" And I'm like, "No, okay, I'll get like, I'll get like five. One, five. Okay, okay. I want one. I want to leave." Just one sleeve. <laughs> I really want to like pad out my wardrobe with a few of them though. They're so fucking hot and they're like exactly my style. Like I already wear weird print shirts like this. Like I need it in my life. <laughs> I am so into them, but £78 for a single shirt. It's expensive, man. It's really expensive. I... It's not even expensive, it's extortionate. Yeah. They're like really <laughs> yeah, fly though. But I'm still like they are. Them. Like they're really cool. They're really cool. You can't deny how fucking sick these designs are. Yeah. Yeah, they are really they cool, are. and they are handmade. So by children in somewhere. I don't think they're made by children, but they're handmade in Japan. You're paying for quality, all right? <laughs> they're handmade by sweatshop workers. Okay, it's <laughs> it's like you gotta you gotta just lean into it. Okay. Do we know when these are coming to the States? I don't remember seeing that. Mm. I I haven't seen, but they're available to order already. So you may be able to get them now. Because I can only find the website. It's only on like the Japanese Pokemon website that if I can see right now. If you go to originalstitch.com slash Pokemon, you'll be able to get them. Perfect. Thank you very much. I'm going to... Well, you, you can mix and match the Pokemon? Wait a minute. <laughs> You can. You can mix the, like, uh, you can have your collar as one, and then your base fabric is another. That is insane. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Are you fucking kidding me, though? And you can also have, you could have the whole shirt as blank white, and then just the collar and the cuffs and stuff as the pattern if you wanted. So I wonder if you can make them cheaper if you do that. No, they're always 78 pounds. Well- because on mine, they're definitely showing up as more than that on the original Stitch slash Pokemon. It's saying that they're $100. $100. They're £78. Uh, it's the same amount of money. <laughs> right. Right. Stupid fucking currency differences. <laughs> I don't know where they get posted from either. That's the uh, the other concern. Yeah, that is that is a concern. Whatever. Oh shit! What's that one? I'm like too into this. We Prime, need. We need Prime Ape is so cool. Prime Ape's got this like comic book vibe. It's really, really cool. Also cool. I love them so much. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's t- let's talk about let's talk about the direct. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact he's more excited well, I about shirts. When Pete's on here, he's always talking about comic books and shirts. <laughs> <laughs> The people love me. <laughs> uh, okay, so main topic. All right, Pokemon Direct, baby. It happened, and I am very excited. What did you? Uh, so that's that's my review. No, <laughs> what did you? What did you guys think about what we saw today? Uh, we we got we got a look at a bunch of brand new Pokemon. Uh, we got a look at the new Dynamax battle mechanic, which turns your Pokemon into a fucking kaiju. We got a look at Milo, the grass gym leader, and 
got kind of an idea of like what the gym battles are going to be like and how they're going to be a little unique. Uh, we saw the wild area, which is that big middle map period that Pixel and I looked at during our map analysis, which you can go watch on YouTube. And we saw that there are going to be wild Pokemon, like loose out in the field and everything. So we kind of got a lot of information in these 15 minutes. Yeah, but the biggest thing about that wild area, Pete, is that the camera is movable. Movable camera, boys and girls. What right, the right, first right. time. So this, you can move the camera, right? Everyone's really excited but just in one area. Is that right? It's just in the wild area. Did it say it was just in the wild area? It is just in the wild area. How ridiculous is that? (laughs) Hey, baby steps, Pixel. It's Game Freak. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, So then some other new new stuff that came out was the max raid battles, which are in that open area where you'll be able to team up with other players. uh, Again, those max raids are only in the wild area. Right. And they're, they're local and online multiplayer, though. Yes, the local multiplayer requires one console each per player. It's not on a single console. So it's it's local wireless multiplayer. Or you can team up online. And if you team up online and you don't have three other people, they'll put random people in with you. So it'll, it'll match you up. If you have three friends, then great. If you only have two friends, then someone else will pop in. Yeah, and you can defeat wild uh, Dynamax fucking kaiju Pokemon and then mm-hmm. have like this special capture thing. Pretty cool. Uh, and then we also got a look at the two new legendaries, um, Zamazenta, I think it was, was the shield one, and then Zashian? Zashian? Yeah. Zashian right, was yeah. the sword one. Um, so Steve and I immediately fell in love with the the, the sword guy. Zashian. I'm, I'm sword. I'm sword all the way now. I mean, they totally shouldn't <laughs> have revealed them. Like, shield sales are going to drop like hell now. Oh, yeah, the problem, and, they, and it's on the cover art as well, so you can't even accidentally pick the wrong game up. No. I mean, I was already going to pick up Sword because the art was blue, and I always try to go for whichever one is yeah. the most blue version of the two, but this sealed the deal for me. The Sword one is so much better. Yeah, he's so much cooler. I mean, I don't dislike the Shield one, I just, I think the Sword one is way shield cooler. Shield one just stood there and lit up its face. The other one swung a sword in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> on the scale of cool to... Uh... You know, it's, it's quite a big difference. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that one. And then we, we got to look at a couple other new Pokemon that I, I was into as well. Um, we had the sheep guy, Wooloo. I thought he was super cute. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he was really cool. There was, like, the crow-looking guy or, like, raven-looking guy. I don't remember his name. Uh, Corvy Knight? Yeah, Corvy Knight. And then there was mm-hmm. the uh, the snapping turtle. Dreadnought. 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 Like, what a fucking name. And then we saw the first, like, evolutionary line, which was, um, oh, do you remember their names? Gossifleur and Eldegoss. Gossifleur and Eldegoss, right. Uh, which was, like, a flower that evolved into a dandelion kind of thing. So I, yeah, I it turned into a cotton bud. It wasn't dandelion. It's, like, oh, cotton. okay, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And it had, like, the seeds on it that I presume they can use in, in an attack. Yeah, so either, I mean, all, I, I liked all of these new Pokemon. Like, Shield legendary nonwithstanding, like I think all of these new Pokemon had really cool designs. I'm definitely into what we saw already. Um, I feel really positive coming out of this direct. Like it's definitely not the monumental leap forward that I think a lot of Pokemon fans like myself were hoping for. Uh, but it certainly feels like a step in the right direction to me. You know, like the fact that we're getting some of the good mechanics from Go from Let's Go, like the stuff in the field and everything i wasn't expecting that um so even just little stuff like that like that's 
that goes a long way for me as a Pokemon fan. I was going to say, just to clarify the encounters with the Pokemon, um, you can still go in tall grass in caves and they'll be hidden. Uh, but you can only see some of them wandering around, but you'll see an exclamation mark in areas where uh, a Pokemon might be hiding. And then you can, and like, you can run go and into look the in grass. that area. You can run to that area and then they may so appear. it's kind of a mix between past uh, and let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like a slight evolution of the gr- the tall grass stuff, and then the open area seems like it's more like let's go. Yeah, the wild the wild area is um, really interesting. I really like the fact that it's determined by the weather as well and the time and where you are as to what Pokemon will appear. Yeah. So if you're there and it's raining, then you may get more you know I don't know water type Pokemon or whatever kind of Pokemon they choose to show. And so there's always something different when you go there. I don't know how the weather's determined. Presumably it's just a random cycle. It's interesting because that's kind of like being adopted from the mobile Go game, hasn't it? The whole weather affecting things that appear. So Well, that that has been the case in past Pokemon games, but it's always been like in a specific area. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, it rains on this part of the map, you know, not like dynamic weather cycles, which is that's really cool. And did you both see that you can ride a bike in the uh, wild area? I saw that. I think yeah. they put it on Twitter, didn't they, after the direct? Yeah, and if you use the, uh, I can't remember the name of the phone, but your phone, which also doubles as your so Pokedex. Like a Rotom, Rotom uh, something like that? Yeah, it's like a, Rot- a Rotom phone, yeah. It can charge up the bike, so it can then cycle on water and go really, really fast. That's pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to whizzing around the place on that. I do hope that there's the ability to ride Pokemon again. I That's a feature I really hope they didn't take out. Isn't that crow cause... thing supposed to be like a taxi service? for? I think like... Yeah, they did mention that. Yeah, that you could fast travel anywhere yeah. that you'd already been. That to me just seems like um, what they did in Sun and Moon, where like th- they removed HMs permanently. So like instead of teaching a Pokemon fly in your party so that you can fly around you just get like um you get a thing on your decks where you can summon a pokemon i liked that yeah and the same with chop that you could like um you could chop through you want to mean let's go yeah Yeah. like you could chop through you didn't have to like lose a skill yeah right so that that's i'm i'm good with that i I like the whole replacing hms thing i don't think we i think they've kind of outlived their usefulness how did you guys you know feel about the dynamaxing thing the giant pokemon that they've I'm like, I, as a as an idea, I don't like it. Like, I think it's kind of stupid. Um, I I think it'll be interesting for battles, though. The whole fact that like it lasts for three turns and like you have to kind of like plan around when you're gonna do that. I could see that making battles like really interesting. Mm-hmm. But I'm apprehensive about it. I I really don't know how the competitive community is gonna react because. In general, we're not a huge fan of, like, Mega Evolutions and Z-Moves. And, like, it's kind of like we don't need a new gimmick every generation, you know? How do you feel of those two gimmicks? Uh, I mean, I feel like there probably will be, is is the thing. There's Why? What's the other? There's Gigantamaxing as well. They haven't revealed it yet. No. Gigantamaxing is going to be another thing. What does that mean? (laughs) So... Dynamaxing makes your Pokemon really big and boosts its stats and you get max moves and stuff. And Gigantamaxing uh-huh. actually changes the way your Pokemon looks. Like, like it changes form. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that a lot. 
So yeah, I just like don't. I don't like shit like that. Like I'm fine with the mega evolutions, but even that I would prefer if they never existed. I'm fine with Z moves. I'd prefer if they never existed. I'm sure I'll be fine with this, but I'll prefer that it never existed. <laughs> it's just stupid. It's a stupid idea. Like the whole oh, all of a sudden your Pokemon turns into a kaiju. It's like okay. Whatever. I, I think it's cool, and I think the max is going to be very important in the max raid battles because only one of the four of you can Dynamax. I certainly like the strategy to it. So, yeah, like you're going to go into a raid, you're going to know you're going to go and face a Dyna- wild Dynamax Pokemon, oh, and you're going to have to plan your strategy before you go in. So, presumably, one of you is going to want to be a healing Pokemon, one of you is going to want to take you know, a certain type of Pokemon that you will want to Dynamax. And you'll need to plan out your strategy before you go, which I think is going to be really, a really fun dynamic. Yeah, and, and like, getting um, matched with randoms will also be fun if everybody, like, brings shit that doesn't, well, like, match well. Well, then you should only bring three friends, don't... Oh, um, no, I mean, I think it'll literally be fun, because it'll oh, be, like, okay. Russian roulette of just, like, okay. oh, cool, we don't have a healer. <laughs> We're going to live stream it, and, like, we're going to go on, you guys will bring, like, awesome Pokemon. I'm just going to come with a magic uh-huh. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. my magic <laughs> Let's and, do uh, it. And then Magikarp's I, I, the one that will let Dino evolve. Yeah. Or whatever, Dynamax. Dynamax. Fucking I, Digivolve. I want to know, uh, I, I, want, I wonder what Pokemon they're going to restrict to only being able to catch via Dynamax. Because some Pokemon they've said are only going to be coming, they're only going to be able to be caught through uh, these Max Raid well, we've battles. Only seen, like, really? We've only seen like eight Pokemon mm-hmm. so far, so it's kind of hard to say which one's will be limited to Dynamax catching. That's a weird thing in general. Like, I wonder if there will be new Pokemon that you can only catch in Dynamax catching because they're, like, fucking giant or something. <laughs> Did you see the Pokeballs as well? <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah, they get like all giant huge. Disco balls. Yeah. I fucking hated that shit. It's so stupid. That's perfect. <laughs> this is, like, this is very much Pokemon's jump the shark moment, and, like, I definitely recognize that, but I don't care. I'm surprised they didn't, like, they showed some new Pokemon, they showed giant Pokemon. I'm surprised that we didn't see, because there's obviously, like, Gen 1, Gen 2, whatever Pokemon in there, too. We didn't see any, like, regional yeah. differences. No, and I, I saw a bunch of rumors about that, like, on um, on Twitter and stuff. There was, like, a Reddit thread that people were referencing, and it actually predicted a lot of things correct, like um, the release date and and uh, just some of the other details I don't I don't remember, but... One of the things they said that, that w- there would be regional variants and they had this big list. I think express.co.uk um, had a, a list of Did them. Did you just call it .co.uk? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that really threw me. .co.uk. .co, sure. <laughs> and also, do not trust the Daily yeah, Jesus, Express man. to give you any news whatsoever. I I, ju- <laughs> I literally am just saying I saw that they had the list compiled. The, da- the Daily Star said there's going to be a new Nintendo Switch as well. Did you see that? Oh, okay. <laughs> on page three. All I, know is, all I know is the Daily Mail is, <laughs> is a rag. I know that much. Yeah, most of our newspapers are. I really want to see... You're right. I really want to see variants that are quintessentially British. Give Pikachu a monocle. Get someone a cup of tea. I would love if Pikachu had just like a little fancy boy mustache with yeah, a monocle. Be, I'd be down with that. has got to be Detective yeah. Pikachu, like... Oh, yeah, put the yeah, Sherlock exactly. Holmes hat on. They're not going to yep. do that. Of course they will. They might have a Detective Pikachu as, like, a, a like an event When Pokemon, you buy Detective but... Pikachu 2, you'll get Detective Pikachu oh, in. That would be awesome. Pokemon I mean, he'll, he'll be the only That's voice like character in the entire game. Yeah. 
It's just Danny yeah, DeVito. Back to Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it'd be Perfect. the Danny DeVito Detective Pikachu. Uh, so we finally find out why the gyms were so big then. Because we looked at the trailers and we were like, wow, you know, they're huge. Why are they so uh-huh. big? Yeah. Because uh, these giant fucking Pokemon. So stupid. <laughs> I don't even care, though. Like, I really don't. Like, it's stupid and I acknowledge that it's stupid, but I'm so excited by everything else they had to show us. I'm just like, I don't even I love the fact that, like, these are like giant Pokemon and giant gyms and the only gym leader they showed you was was it Milo who was really buff with yeah. a baby face and no nose and no, <laughs> and nose, no nose yeah, yeah I don't know what the hell was up with that oh that's amazing what about the what, what do you guys think of the dual pack that they're releasing it depends on pricing if it's cheaper than buying the two games separately I said I wouldn't pick it up to you earlier but I probably will if it's cheaper because you know I, I think it will be. I think, like we discussed earlier in the show, it, I think it's going to be one that $90 game that we discussed in the oh, game. Oh, damn, mm-hmm. though. I think Steve's on to something there. But you can buy both games for like 80 quid in the UK already, so unless they're going to undercut that. What are you on about with the... Well, you could also get it with that weird, goofy, buy-the-tickets Nintendo yeah, yeah, shop thing. That's quid, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there you go. It's still a bit of a yeah, discount. Don't get the, I don't know, don't dude. Get the game. Like, I think I want to <laughs> buy the two pack, but I like I'm apprehensive because when I bought Sun and Moon, I remember I was so into Sun, I was like, oh, I'm gonna buy Moon after this and play it again. And then when they did no, Ultra Sun, I got Ultra Moon, and I was like, I don't want to play this again. The problem is, if I buy the double pack, my boyfriend's gonna want Sword. So... Change, change the covers. Change the covers Dude, over. there you go. I'll buy the double pack and I'll give it to Sarah. Maybe she'll play it. She's never played a Pokemon game before. This is my chance. What the fuck? This is my chance to get her in the door. <laughs> how how do you get to however old your girlfriend is and never play Pokemon? She was more of a PC gamer and like she. Okay, that's fair. As long as she played things like Diablo, I like, can and Age of Empires. I'm I'm okay. I don't think she had a Game Boy Color. I know she had a Game Boy Advance. So, like, I think she might have just, like, missed the boat on Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I also know that on some level it was probably dictated by the fact that she was a girl who liked video games. So she got a lot of, like... Barbie's number one. Yeah, like <laughs> shitty yeah. licensed stuff, you know? <laughs> she was really into the Harry Potter games. I'll tell you that. Oh, my God. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone on the PS1 very is good. so good. Yeah, very good game. And I've, if you go back and look at the 3D models of the faces... They're so horrific. The terrifying things you'll ever see. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, yeah, so before we close it out, any final thoughts on this? I mean, th- I think we kind of covered everything to some degree. I'm excited about all of this news, and I really can't wait to get to just get more information. Yeah, I'm excited, and I've already picked out which ca- uh, person I'm playing as. The guy with the with the blue eyes. But you don't have Oops. blue eyes. No, I know I don't have blue eyes. I ain't going to fuck. I'm playing a guy with blue eyes. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely going to go pre-order this. I have to decide if I want to go for the double, but I think I'm going to, and I'm going to stick Sarah with S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> there's, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about, because yeah. it's a, I think it's a change in the Pokemon structure, the way it works, and that's with gyms. And again, this is something they haven't announced yet. Um, but apparently, allegedly, when you go into a gym before you actually get to battle the gym leader or gym champion they call him now either way you have like challenges that you have to complete so it's not going through and battling it's like side quests yeah like like a side quest 
Well, you had to do. You kind of had to do that in Pokemon Sun and Moon too, because they replaced the gyms with these things called trials. They were very much still gym leader battles, but it was like you would go to this specific area and there would be a specific challenge you had to do for that challenge, and then you would have a battle. Yeah, so it sounds like they're doing something similar in in this game too. What'll be like I wonder if I wonder what that's gonna entail. Like is it gonna be like side quests like story stuff where it's like, you gotta help me with this thing, kid, and then I'll fight you? Or is it gonna be like you need to catch like five water Pokemon, or you need, you know, no, like, no, it's no I do not want that. Give you one. Yeah, yeah, no massive spoilers. No, there. I'm not going to tell you that. Everyone. No, no, tell me. It's a spoiler. Well, I want to know. Okay, uh... cover your ears, Steve. Right, cover you. No, it's not just me, is it? It's all the people <laughs> listening to the show. I don't want to spoil it for everyone. Like, I don't care because I'm not a massive, massive Pokemon fan. But if anyone listening to this does not want to hear it, we've, then I guess they should tune out. Pussyfooted around it enough that they can <laughs> jump off. Go ahead. What? Uh, I'll give you an example without telling you what it is. I'll, I'll make one up that's similar to what you'll have to do. Okay. How do you know this? Do it's you not 100% confirmed, you know. This is all just yeah, rumors. So just, just tell us. Just tell me what you know. We already gave a spoiler tag. What? What is it? Okay, so apparently there's there'll be different ones. Um, and Milo, the grass gym guy, he'll have you herding sheep. Oh my god! I want the woos awesome. or whatever they're called. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. that idea. I like that they're more story driven. Um, I think that's cool. Again, not not it's you know not one hundred percent. That's what's going to happen, but that's what Woo-hoo! that's probably what's going to happen. Every time I get excited about Pokemon from now, on, I'm just going to go. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo, woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sampling that audio. So obviously, there will be a lot more Pokemon to talk about in the weeks to come. I imagine we'll have a little update for you next time we meet uh, after. You know, E3, I'm sure we'll get a little bit more. Um, but god damn, can November 15th not come quick enough for me? That's the point. E3, like, we haven't seen the evolutions for the starters or anything yet. They're going to have so much info at E3 as well, I think. I They can. It's a week away. Why would they do a direct now and then have it in E3 as well? Because maybe they couldn't have a long enough slot during E3 to... They could have made this a half an hour direct instead of a 15-minute one if they wanted. I don't. I, I think they probably didn't want to, though. I think like them teasing us, like getting the bulk information out now, and then teasing a little something more at E3. I think is not unreasonable. I don't think they're gonna have a lot to show us at E3, but I think we'll see some more. Not, they can ditch out, di- ditch out, dish out Pokemon. You know, like, oh, here's like four new Pokemon. Here's some evolutions, and you know, and here's a playable demo. It's a playable demo. Wow, you are the most wishful thinking guy I've ever met. <laughs> I Again, I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that they would shadow drop it and just be like, oh, there's a demo available now, but they can announce it. The demo, demo came out like day and date with Let's Go, right? Or it came out after the fact, I think. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking show floor demo here, not like downloadable demo. <laughs> right, okay. I thought you were going to downloadable game, demo. You know, I was release. fucking hell. <laughs> No, I, what I'm, I, I think they could announce a downloadable demo. They've done that with X and Y and Sun and Moon. It's not, it's not unprecedented. Um, I, again, I don't think it'll be at E3, but if they're like, hey, here's some new Pokemon. There's going to be a demo in August. We'll talk to you more over the summer. Like, I think that, mm-hmm. no, that no, narrative makes that's sense That's reasonable. And it'll, it'll be that or not. I just want to run around <laughs> in the wild area. That's all I want. Me too. That's all I want. I, I, 
I don't know about you guys too. I got the impression that the wild area mm-hmm. is a place you're going to constantly be going back to to like move around. I like the idea that it's not like linear like I that. It's kind it's of cool. like a, a mini game hub within like a battling and catching yeah. area. It's so close to what I want. It's so close to like my dream for Pokemon. I'm surprised it, it like, me excited. they carry like massive backpack and we've seen it all through the trailers. They didn't kind of explain that. I wonder if it is just a design thing or if it's going to go Breath of the Wild route with like, you know, setting up little camps and stuff. No, you got it. You gotta carry a lot of shit in your bag, man. He's full of giant Pokeballs. <laughs> this kid's out here living. Yeah, he's out here living in the wilderness, carrying around these giant fifty-pound Pokeballs. Yeah, and disqualified oh, T-shirts. I wonder if they'll make it in. Anyway. <laughs> I want you know, fuck those now. I want them to just put the put the shirts in the seventy-eight pound shirt. If yeah, I buy put the original Stitch shirt, shirts in there. If I buy a seventy-eight pound shirt, I want a code so I can oh, use oh, it in the game. That would be dope. Pete, I forgot, I forgot to point it out to you, Pete. You know when we did our map analysis, we were like, oh, and check out the three little... The, it was a Doug Trio you corrected me on. That little monument. Did you see it? They showed it for like a split second in the yeah, trailer. Yeah, and then there was the giant Doug Trio. So I'm thinking uh, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's got to be he's the guardian of that cave or whatever. I think that's where those Dynamax kind of wild Dynamax Pokemon are c- going to come into it. They're going to be like yeah. protecting areas yeah. and there's probably yeah, going to be maps on the clue. Uh, maps on the clue. Clues <laughs> on the map. I'm into it. But all right, I think that's going to wrap up our conversation around Pokemon uh, this week. But uh, like I said, I'm thinking we'll have more to talk about next week. If not, we'll be here for E3. So get excited, get hype. You know that we are. Before you go, though, let me remind you how you can help out the show. If you guys want to show your support, you can give us a like on your audio platform of chores. Head, o- head over to Apple Podcasts and give us one of those sweet five-star reviews to help the show get recognized. If you're a YouTube listener, because Pixel totally uploads this show to YouTube, uh, you should give this video a like, <laughs> subscribe to the channel, click the notification bell so that you know when our next Pokemon video goes live. Uh, head over to twitch.tv slash and follow us over there. We are streaming again. We streamed the Pokemon Direct this morning, and despite some technical issues we were there in the chat talking with you guys while it went on we're hoping to do the same for e3 and other events moving forward so you're gonna want to go and get in over on our twitch channel while it's hot uh and last but not least if you really truly want to go above and beyond to show your support for the show show your love you can go and head over to our patreon patreon.com slash go and subscribe at the five dollar level and you can get our exclusive patreon show after dark where the three of us and sometimes guests talk about everything and anything uh, outside the world of video games and sometimes non-Nintendo video game news. So if you want a little bit more from us, you can go head over there or you can join us over on our brand new Discord, which is also uh, a thing where we're in the chat all the time talking. So if you want to get more of us, we're all over the place. So go and go and find it. And remember to follow us at Loot Pots wherever your social media is sold except Facebook and visit us at LootPots.com. See you next week. <laughs> I was like, just tag that on at the end. <laughs> I'm tired. Gotta go play Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs>